Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Service for all brands of print equipment in your office? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 106 in Edmonton. This is the second hour of Oilers Now. Brought to you by Digitex, who wish you and yours all the best during these uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office technology and software. Uh, We are going to head off to our River Cree Resort and Casino Hotline. Join our Oilers Now headliner today for Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It just might be the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk, W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Definitely a blast for the past, but for many of you, a guy uh, who spent two stints in Edmonton and uh, parts of five seasons here, and you would remember him from the 2006 Stanley Cup uh, playoffs, including the final series. Currently a uh, manager, part owner of a club team over in Finland. We welcome to the show UC Markkinen. UC, it's Bob. How you doing? Hi, Bob. It's nice, well, to, nice to be there. Thanks yeah, for long, a long time no talk, like 15 years. How's, how's it going for you these days? Well, it's going well with this COVID, COVID and everything. It's it's you never know what's gonna what next day is gonna bring you. But uh, so far, so good. It's now, uh, a lot of work, but a lot of fun. So you ended up, uh, if if I have my information correct, and I got a little bit of help here from a, a longtime Finnish writer in Edmonton, Yoni Niemenen, who's a listener to the show. Uh, you're running a club team right now in Finland, or you're involved as a part owner in in, uh, in the uh, SM Liga. How's that going for you? Well, we are having a having a rough year, not not just because of the COVID, because of the level of play we did, we are playing but yes yes you have your you have done your homework uh, I'm, a, I'm a part owner and um, and a gm in my uh, kind of home, hometown team called uh, saipa which is from the city of la peranta and uh, that's where i where i did my youth hockey and uh, played my first uh, first professional hockey before uh, coming into edmonton and uh, nhl were you not playing there like three or four years ago? Like you played way into your forties, didn't you? I actually did. Yeah, I, uh, I finished three years ago. I I came back. I played in Switzerland for a few years. Then I came back. I think it was 2013 to my home team, and plan was I play like 
two more years and then uh, then retire. But it was so much fun. I ended up playing five. So I think I was pretty much 43 years old when I finally finished my hockey hockey career. Yeah, and I I, you, I think you guys are how many teams are in the league? Like 13, 14 teams in the league right now. Uh, 15 right now. Yeah. You got and you guys are like 12 or 13th at this time. Is there a relegation? Yeah. Is this, do you guys get relegated in the league? How does that work? You see? No, we don't relegate. We have a uh, 10 teams will make a playoffs, but okay. uh, unfortunately, it's not going to happen this year. But uh, hopefully, hopefully next year. Has uh, Carpat looked different since uh, Yessa Pugliarvi came to uh, Edmonton? Have they been as well, good yeah, since he they, left? They, they had a tough time after Christmas, and uh, I, I bet one, one of the reasons was that it just yes, it came, uh, came there. So now they're now they finally getting their game back together and uh, playing a little bit better, but they really had a, had a maybe month, month and a half for tough time. Long-time uh, NHL and pro goaltender uh, Juicy Markkinen joining us right now on Oilers Now. Bob Stoffer with you. Uh, you had two different stints in Edmonton. What do you remember about uh, your time in Edmonton playing for the Oilers? Uh, well, I think you mentioned it, obviously. Remember the cup finals. Remember the long playoff run. Uh, I really enjoyed my time. Had a lot of, still have a lot of friends there. With the hockey and outside of hockey, you mentioned Yoni Nieminen, friend of mine, a uh, bunch of other people who I who I uh, send messages every now and then. Uh, it definitely felt like home. I remember uh, playing my first NHL game. Just it was it was a bless. Of course, my son was born there. It's always have a soft spot in my. In my heart, Edmonton is felt uh, like home when I was there. Uh, you, we talked about the 2006 run. I'm trying to uh, work my way backwards, but obviously Dwayne Rolison, uh, you know, he was terrific for the Oilers. He got brought in at the trade deadline that year. The deal with Minnesota. You went, a, if I recall correctly, you went a fair amount of time without getting any starts, and then boom, suddenly you're starting the second game of the Stanley Cup final after uh, Andrew uh, Ladd walked Matt Green and then went bowling into uh, uh, Dwayne Rollison. How, how long had it been at that stage since you'd last started a game? And, uh, you know, how difficult was that for you to get in there and, and get after it? Um, you know, I... I actually remember it pretty good. It's a long time ago, but obviously it was a, it was a quite a run, so it definitely left left a mark in my memory. So um, it happened like I I actually ended up playing like 37 games I think that year, but all of them was before the deadline, and and uh, I think the deadline was pretty much in the same place every year. So it was like a, around early March or something. And there was like 16, 17 games left the season. I didn't play any in the regular season, and I didn't play any playoffs before the before the finals. So it has to be at least maybe two months. Wow. Uh, the team went through a, an illness against Arizona, uh, against Anaheim in the third round. Were you thinking, you know what, the way guys are getting sick right now, I need to be ready because I might have to jump back in there? I think 
that was like it has been a long time. It had been a long time at that point not playing, so you kind of end up getting used to it that you're not playing. But uh, when that happened, and the guys basically went to the hospital after games and had to had to have a doctors after games, you felt like okay, this this might happen to Raleigh too that you actually might might need to play and the way guys are playing and the way they put put themselves put themselves through it you just want, didn't want to be the guy that, who who blows it so you i think at that time we had we had few talks there with the goalie coach and with the goalie that okay this is it but you never know when you're going to get there and you better be ready because these guys are battling through everything so from that point of view, there was no no problems on, on uh, getting getting ready, and I felt like it was it was more mentally thing that you you kind of actually it, it was way easier after that to put yourself ready every day, even if even when you know that most likely you're not going to play. Joining us from Finland, UC Market and Bob Stoffer with you at Oilers now. Uh, so tough start in game two. But, man, you were money. I mean, you, you get the split back at Edmonton. You win in overtime in game five. For me, the, the game, and, and I remember Robin Brownlee and me were the only two media guys in Edmonton that thought you guys could beat Detroit. So I got one right. I just felt that Detroit was a bad, the orders were a bad matchup for Detroit that year. But for me, the, the moment I remember was game six against Carolina and how dominant your team was, you know, obviously Chris Pronger was a great player, but you guys had four lines. It wasn't like you had one line of stars and then, you know, a, a bunch of checkers. Every line could contribute offensively. But do you remember the fans in like the last two or three minutes of that 4 nothing shutout at home in game six and just how loud they were? Because we're up in the press box and the building was literally shaking as the game closed itself out. I remember I got goosebumps just talk when you start to talk about it. It was so loud. I never. I I remember you mentioned that Detroit series. I remember how loud it was was when uh, when Hemsky scored a goal in one of those home games. I can't remember which one. Uh, but to compare even that to Game Six in the finals was for sure the loudest I have ever seen ever heard. And uh, it's just like. Uh, it just felt like your ears pumps out of your head when, when you're on the ice. It was unbelievable. Now you're you were a smaller guy. Like I'm just trying to recall. Were you even six feet? I, I thought you were like five foot ten and a half, five eleven, something like that. Is that about right? I'm close to six feet. You're close. I, to, I would say six feet. All right. I, I I say I'm six feet too as well, but I'm not. Uh, uh, so I'm bringing this up because you mentioned uh, Yuho. He was he was drafted by the uh, L. A. Kings this past year, uh, and he's a little bit uh, bigger kid. I think he's like six foot two. Uh, how has his development gone, and uh, how proud are you were to uh, for you to see him get drafted by L. A. Well, obviously. Really proud. I was watching the draft uh, from TV with him. And, uh, very proud that uh, the hard work, what he puts in every day, pays off. And uh, he got drafted. And obviously, it's just a one step closer to his dream. But uh, I mean, as a dad, obviously, going through it by itself, 
kind of know what he's thinking about. I mean, I mean, he has coaches and stuff, so I don't need to need really to help him out with his with his goaltending, but just more more about the mental mental side and stuff. Um, he's starting to play men's hockey. Actually, played in a, like a second level here, and then had a, had his first game in the league actually maybe a week ago. Played played really good. Obviously, well, we lost two one, but he, he played a really good game. And he's a good kid, still young, but with a good work ethic. And uh, we'll, we'll see where he ends up, but. Uh, he he definitely wants wants to be a hockey player, so we'll see we'll see what's gonna happen. UC Markin and joining us, he's managed a team in the Finnish League. I gotta get you to put your uh your scouting hat on. Uh there is a kid with Western Canadian ties, Brad Lambert. His father is uh uh, Ross Lambert, he's an agent uh, that represents some guys uh, in minor pro and has got a couple NHL guys as well. Uh, Brad is currently playing in the SM Liga. He is not eligible until the 2022 NHL draft, but a lot of people think he'll be a, a top three or four overall pick, might even be the number one pick. Uh, have, how often have you seen Brad play, and is he a special player? Well, he's a really, really good player. Obviously, he he had been played he played a lot a lot of times against my son in the, in the juniors so I seen him play a few times earlier and then uh, seeing him develop in the men's men's league he played even last year he played a few games so he's doing he's doing good obviously he's making his first steps in the in the in the adult games and it's it's not that easy but uh, I think he did really well in underage in the, in the world juniors so it's, it's fun to watch uh, where he end up in these few years you see why you mentioned world juniors finland's had a lot of success uh they've only, i think there's only what five million people in finland uh but they've won multiple world junior titles why is finland at the international level able to punch above its weight class what is it uh, about the Finns and how they play, that they're able to achieve success internationally. Uh, for sure, there's a lot of reasons. Um, hockey is our number one sport. We have a good coaching system. We have uh, we have had uh, in the past. We have had uh, really nice uh, like uh, role models like Yari Curry or a bunch of few guys early on and. Uh, we started to get the really, really good kids to to play hockey, and uh, I don't know. It's well, we live in North. There's a lot of uh, <laughs> a lot of um, ice ice available in the winter time outside. There's a bunch of reasons. I think we just love hockey. Yeah, well, you, you give lots of countries uh, forty fits in those games. All right, I'm taking a flyer here on the final one. Yoni Niemann has told me that UC Marketing has made it really big. He says Finns love Donald Duck comics, and he was one of the characters recently as a man 
who collects old goalie sticks. What what is what is this is this true that Finns love Donald Duck comments and you have now been incorporated as a character in the Finnish Donald Duck comics? You <laughs> really done your scouting, I guess, Bob. Yes. Um, yeah, that's true. They have this kind of like um, hockey selection for one. Uh, I think they like uh, they honored hockey. They had the hockey stories in Donald Duck, and there was one story about uh, about. Uh, about the old goalie who collects goalie sticks, and it was kind of mixed, mixed my name mixed up, so it definitely, uh, maybe that was, maybe that not, maybe the Stanley Cup Finals was the best of my career, but the Donald Duck comes right, right next to it. So. <laughs> All right. Awesome stuff. <laughs> hey, Yussi, thanks for doing this. We thank Pat Garland for setting this up, and I'd like to uh, touch base uh, down the road. Thanks for joining us here in Winners Now. Thanks, Bob. Thanks for having me. You bet. That is UC Market, and special thanks to uh, uh, Finnish uh, writer, but Edmonton-based personality. Great guy. Used to uh, play in the longest stay in hockey. Uh, Yoni Niminen, who uh, his kids have been going to the same. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to the same school these days because uh, we're all doing it online. But uh, thanks for him helping me. I had I never heard the story about uh, about the Donald Duck connection to UC Marketing, but I will say this. Uh, we can tie this all back together for the orders. It was Wayne Gretzky who spoke about New Jersey being a Mickey Mouse organization because of what happened to Ron Lowe uh, once he went to New Jersey one night after uh, the orders lit the devils up. Um, so now Yoni, uh, a star in Finland because of uh, Donald Duck and, again, his son, Yuso, uh, a draft choice of the L.A. Kings. And marketing played as well as you can expect a guy to come off the bench after not playing for two and a half months. Uh, the Oilers lost game two, five nothing. They got undisciplined in that game in the 06 uh, final against Carolina. To me, that was a game that cost them the series. Every other game, they were right there. Uh, they obviously beat Carolina in game three, lost a close one in game four. Uh, Pisani scores in game five, shelled the Hurricanes in game six. It was a dominant performance. And, uh, and then Carolina got one bounce more than Edmonton in game seven. The Oilers almost tied it. That's the way it goes sometimes, just like Flames fans will tell you, uh, with a break, they could have beaten Tampa Bay in 04. That's, uh, and frankly, for, to be completely honest with you, I'd rather have seen Calgary win in 04 and Edmonton win in 06 than see Carolina. Uh, win in 06 in Tampa, win in 04. We will uh, take a, a quick timeout, but not before. I slide in the fact that guests on our show received guest certificates to Japanese Village. Thrilled to serve you again for dine-in and takeout options. Don and his staff, uh, happy to get back at it. Uh, full details at jvedmonton.ca. You can text us anytime on our Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for over 35 years. We're on Twitter at Oilers now. You can tweet me personally, Bob underscore Stoffer, and Brendan at uh, Brendan S. Scott. When we come back, we'll get to our North Division Report. It is brought to you uh, three times a week by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. This is Oilers Now. It's 124 at Edmonton. Subscribe to the Oilers Now podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. Oilers Now with Bob Stopper on 630 Chat. All right. Uh, quickly, in the Ashley Five Floors text line, Boomer says, Bob, 
Was that the game we set the record for the loudest barn game six against Carolina? I was there. My voice was hoarse for a week. My ears rang on the way home uh, like I'd just been at a concert. Well, Boomer, I remember sitting next to Jamie Thomas because that was the assigned seating at that time. I was uh, working for uh, Team 1260. That's what it was called back then. And he looked at me in the final minute, and it was like, because uh, we were about to head downstairs, but we decided we knew it was going to be a little bit longer that night. And he was like, can you blend? Like, it was unbelievable. Just the other time that I recall it being off the charts was when uh, Kelly Buckberger scored in overtime. The Oilers scored three goals in, like, three minutes in the final four minutes of a 3 nothing deficit against Dallas. Um, game number three three of the 97 uh, playoff series after the Oilers had not been in the playoffs since 1992. And I was working in the truck for Dallas and the producer in the truck when uh, Buckberger scored said, the truck is shaking. That's how loud the reverberations were. He's like, holy crap, the truck is shaking. And you could, it literally felt like there was an earthquake going on in the building. So again, smaller building, uh, more, it's a bit like San Jose. San Jose is a loud building because it's compressed and smaller. There's nowhere for the noise to go. And you know what? It was awesome. There's no other way to say it. If you love it, it was awesome. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than what to ask when outstanding customer service is a key to business as well. Brent Rich Ford. Ten-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. They win it because they treat you fairly when you purchase a vehicle. They offer fair prices on warranties, insurance coverages, and financing fees. So let Uncle Milt, Rich, Johnny, and the gang at Brent Ridge Ford lend a hand. You can reach them at one eight seven seven four seven seven thirty six seventy three or at BrentRidge.com. They're good guys. As we head into the North Division report for Craig Hummel and Remax Excellence, here's Brandon Escott. Okay, uh, tight at the top all of a sudden. Edmonton trailing Toronto by just four points. Winnipeg, though, does sit in second between the two with three games in hand, the same 36-point total as Edmonton. Calgary now two points back on Montreal for the final playoff spot. Vancouver is seven points clear of Ottawa in the basement, each of those teams having played 31 games. And still, Bob, five of the league's six top scorers all coming from the North Division. Brought to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Finding your dream home, listing your old home. It all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. List it, sell it, move on. Absolutely. It's awesome. It's 129. Off to a global news weather traffic update. And speaking of uh, red hot and going good, Bakersfield Condors one eight straight. We'll hook up with Jay Woodcroft when we come back after Eileen Bell brings you global news weather and traffic. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.